first episode of What Will She Do Next? I'm your host, Gabrielle Marabella, and together with composer Ernie Bird, Hello. we've created a podcast that celebrates some of our favorite historical women. On today's episode, we will be exploring the power of determination and how one brilliant woman forged her own path despite a lifetime of barriers. This episode was written and narrated by myself, with music and editing done by Ernie Bird. Hello. And playing today's leading role, we have... Gabrielle Reed. Enjoy! Are you feeling... stuck? Does the challenge presented before you seem... pretty unsolvable? Or perhaps, like many of us right now, you feel confined with no place to go, no room to grow. Well, don't worry. You're not alone. Join us as we investigate seemingly impossible situations from the lives of history's most famous women and ask ourselves, what will she do next? What will she do next? What will she do next? Her name is June. Today's historical woman, Dr. Mae Jemison, American engineer, physician, NASA astronaut, and the first African-American woman and woman of color in the world to go into space. Now, before she gets too stuck, let's see where she's coming from. Dr. Mae Jemison was born on October 17, 1956, in Decatur, Alabama, to parents Dorothy and Charlie Jemison and older siblings Ricky and Ada Sue. As a young child, Mae adored her older siblings and marveled at the exciting work they did in grammar school, especially their science lessons. As her siblings returned home from school each day, May could hardly contain her excitement, ready to ask them the many questions she had cultivated over the course of her day. Adesu, what is our universe made out of? And how did it start? And if it started from nothing, then how did it become something? And wait, come back, I have more questions to ask. May's fascination with science was growing stronger every day, and when her siblings needed a break from her enthusiasm, May would turn to a favorite science fiction novel, like the story A for Andromeda by British astronomer Fred Hoyle. Curled up in a cozy corner, May would imagine herself as the brave captain of a space flight, leading her intrepid crew deep into an outer space adventure. But something about these stories seemed odd to May. Looking at the many characters on board these space flights, she began to ask herself a new question. Where am I? The beloved space hero she had learned to admire never quite looked or sounded like May. The majority of these astronauts were adult white men, whereas May was a young black woman. Well, that makes no sense. No matter the confusion, May continued to read. As May was growing and learning, so was the world around her. For May was born into a period of American history known as the American Civil Rights Movement, 
a time when brave African-American leaders such as Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, Malcolm X, and many more were calling for racial equality in America, a movement that continues today. May's family was proud of their history, and May herself modeled her own personal style after South African singer Miriam Makeba, who wore her hair in a short and natural style. But looking around her new classroom of Esmond Elementary in Chicago, Illinois, May couldn't help but notice that the other little girls in her class all had long blonde hair. Again, May found herself asking, Where am I? But May, encouraged by her family and friends, and confident in her own beauty, did not let this observation stop her from joining in the classroom fun. All right, students, May's teacher asked the class, what do you want to be when you grow up? May didn't stop to hesitate. She had known the answer to this question since, well, since forever. May threw her hand into the air, eager to share her dream with the classroom. I am going to be a scientist, May exclaimed. A scientist? The teacher replied, her eyebrows growing long with surprise. Um, perhaps you mean a nurse? The other students attempted to hide their giggles behind their textbooks, but May could still hear them. She could also see the disbelieving look in her teacher's eyes. For you see, in the 1960s, it was very rare for a woman to become a scientist, and even more rare were these opportunities given to women of color, like May. Nonetheless, May persisted. Nope, I don't want to be a nurse or anything else. I am going to be a scientist, and one day, I will fly into outer space. (laughs) Walking home from the library that night, a place where May spent most of her evenings, she looked up at the clear night sky and did what she did best. She began to ask questions. Why did they all laugh when I said I wanted to be a scientist? May pondered. I've always known that's what I'll be, and I still believe it, more now than ever. What makes them think any differently? As May struggled for an answer, she tilted her head towards the sky. And there, high above her, appeared a blanket of stars. May felt an instant rush of comfort by their presence, and all at once the mysteries of the classroom were replaced with the deep and wonderful darkness of outer space. Hydrogen is moving there between the stars, though I cannot see it. Hard as I peer, there's microscopic movement. Dust and gases racing fast, give it time and motion, light will appear. And gravity within our massive galaxy will take all those unseen particles and press them tight all day and every night and keep combining till they're shining like the sun. Turn into a star
years for knowledge set her on a swift path toward success. In fact, she moved so quickly through her studies that she started high school at the age of 12 years old and began college at Stanford University at the age of 16 years old. After graduating with a degree in chemical engineering, May then attended medical school at Cornell University. There was no stopping May on her journey, and if she saw an opportunity, she was always ready to take it. Oxygen is rushing here within my chest. No, I am not running, but I'm not sitting still. There's subatomic movement, time and space are racing fast. Give me a direction and a dream to fulfill, and gravity will take a hold of me, thrusting me towards some new avenue. By the time she was only 31 years old, May had accomplished so very much. She had graduated from some of the country's most prestigious schools. She spoke fluently in both Russian and Swahili. She had used her skills as a medical doctor all over the world, and still she was ready for more. Nothing seemed to slow this determined young woman as she climbed higher and higher. That is... Until one rainy winter evening... What's this? May had just finished working a shift as a doctor in Los Angeles, California, when she picked up her mail and found a truly otherworldly message. <gasps> it's a letter from the NASA space program. May gasped. They're offering me the chance to become an astronaut. opportunity of a lifetime, sometimes the idea of jumping in headfirst can be harder than it seems. Holding the letter from NASA in her hands, May's mind began to spin. I finally have a chance to become an astronaut, she rejoiced. This is it. This is my childhood dream coming true. Memories of May's childhood came rushing back to her, glorious hours spent staring up at the stars, knowing that one day she would eventually reach them. But suddenly, and without warning, came other types of memories. An astronaut, May? Perhaps you mean a nurse? Feelings of doubt and fear that May had pushed deep within herself long ago 
were now rising to the surface. Yes, this mathematics class is highly advanced, May. Don't you think you'd rather something easier? The voices of so many teachers and colleagues who had doubted May along her journey had returned. <laughs> advanced, Russian. There must be a mistake here. No African-American student has ever passed calculus the first time. Don't get your hopes up, May. That's not really a profession traditionally suited for someone like yourself. Ma'am, I just don't think you have what's needed for this job. Stop! I want this. I know I do. But am I really ready for it? May asked herself. What will I do? Good question, May. What will you do? But before we find out, let's first take a look at her options. Will May choose option one? Okay, I've made my decision. I'm going to politely decline and hope that the opportunity goes to someone else more suited. I've already accomplished so much anyway. I'm ready to take it easy. Or will she choose option two? Space has always seemed like a long shot. Perhaps it's time for some deep sea exploration. Or will she choose option three? This is my dream, and I'm the only one who can make this decision. I don't care what anyone else says. I can do this. Now that we can clearly see May's options, which one do you think she will choose? Will she politely decline NASA's offer and take it easy? Will she ditch the spaceship for an underwater adventure? Or will May take the leap and head into space? Take a moment to think it over. All right, got your answer? Now let's find out which option May will choose. This is my dream, and I'm the only one who can make this decision. I know I have what it takes to become an astronaut. I've always known. Jemison was faced with a seemingly impossible task. But instead of letting others dictate her destiny, she drew from the strength within herself to forge a new path there amongst the stars. So, the next time you find yourself feeling stuck, I wonder, 
What will you do next? At the end of every episode, we are featuring a very special guest star. You! Today, we have Myra from New York. Hi, Myra. Tell us all about your favorite historical woman. Hello, my name is Myra, and today I will be talking about Wangari Maasai. She was born on April 1st, 1940 in Kenya. One day she called for a meeting with some other woman from her village because lakes started to dry up and streams started to disappear. She said that they should plant trees so it would be better for the village. So they planted trees in cans and they put them in their backyards. And then it spread beyond Kenyan borders and and it became into a movement called Green Belt Movement. Over 40 million trees were planted and Wangari Maasai was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for her work in 2004. She died on September 25th, 2011. Thank you for listening.